of the blessings of salvation. Let's go a little deeper into that. In verse 3 of chapter 1, um, Paul talks about the fact that we've been given, every, we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heaven, heavenly places. Every spiritual blessing. Um, and there's a little list here of those blessings. First, we are predestined in adoption to Jesus Christ. Verse 4 and verse 5 reads, reads like this. It says, He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to Himself. You know, the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, it calls believers a lot of things, but one of the things that calls us is chosen. And First Peter chapter 2 uh, echoes that, where, where Peter says that we are a chosen race. Secondly, we, we are redeemed by the blood of Christ. In verse 7 of chapter 1, uh, he says, In him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our, for the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. We've been redeemed by the blood of Christ. God loved us so much that he sent his son to die for our sins on the cross. And we've been redeemed. Those of us that have repented and believed, we've been redeemed by the blood of Christ. And this is foundational to every aspect of our lives as believers. This is, this is where everything we believe in comes from, the fact that we are redeemed by the blood of Christ. Thirdly, we are alive in Christ. In chapter 2, uh, Paul talks about the fact that we, are, we, were, we were once dead in our sins. And then in verse 4 of chapter 2, he says, we are now alive in Christ. And fourthly, there is unity in Christ. In chapter 2, Paul, Paul also talks about the fact that the Gentiles, or the non-believers, I'm sorry, the non-Jews, were excluded from Israel. But in verse 14, he says that, that Jesus made both groups into one. Gentiles and Jews united into one. The church and Israel become one. And this was a revolutionary concept back in this time. Paul refers to this as a mystery that has been revealed. This is a mystery that the Old Testament saints did not know about. The Old Testament saints didn't know about this unification of, between Jews and Gentiles. They didn't know about the cross. But that mystery has now been revealed to us, the church. And then finally... Uh, Paul talks about the fullness that we have in Christ. In chapter 3, verse 16, uh, he refers to the riches of his glory. You know, as believers, as, as the redeemed, as the church, we are the, we are the richest people on earth. There's no one richer than us. We have the riches of his glory. And then the next section, the application of these blessings. How do we apply this doctrine? Well, he says first that we are to walk with Christ. And he talks about... In chapter 4, he talks about humility, gentleness, patience, love. And he talks about us preserving that unity that we have. So, in other words, no factions and no cliques. We are all one body. And secondly, he talks about the body of Christ. The church is not an organization. The church is not a building. It's not, it's not a club of like-minded individuals. The church is the body of Christ. It's a living organism. We're with numerous moving and essential parts, right? Everyone using the spiritual gifts that God has given them for the equipping of the saints and the building up of the body of Christ, as he puts it in, in chapter 4, verse 12. And, you know, this was, this was very evident during VBS this past week, right? All these volunteers using their spiritual gifts for the, for the building up of the body of Christ and equipping of the saints to share the gospel with these young children that came through our doors this week. And, you know... Pastor Doug and Kelly Atterbury, they just did a phenomenal job. All the work they put in and all the prayers that they put in for these 
young children and for all the servants. I mean, it was just amazing to watch. It's such an example, right, of, of, of allowing the Lord to use the spiritual gifts given to, by him for the building up of the body. And uh, fourthly, we are called to be the love, the light, and the wisdom of Christ. So we are to love, sacrificially love our neighbor as ourselves, right, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Being a light refers to our, our purity, right, our, our righteousness or our morality, if you will. And the wisdom, the wisdom comes only from the Holy Scriptures, right? With the wisdom of Christ. And finally, the authority and submission that we have in Christ. So we're all, we're all under the authority of somebody other than the Lord. We're all under the authority of whether it's the, the government or our boss or the police, the police officer. Um, we're all uh, called to submit to that authority, and within that, uh, Paul also talks about the roles of husbands and wives in a marriage and the roles of children in the family. Authority and submission in Christ. And finally, our last section, God's provision. God's going to provide for us, right, to obey, to obey these commands, how we are to walk with him. And he talks first about the spiritual warfare that we're going to face. If we live out our faith in a godly and biblical way, we're going to be attacked. We're going to be attacked by this world, this, this dark world, which is under the authority of the prince of the power of the air, which is what Paul refers to Satan in, in chapter 2. We're going to be attacked, and anyone who's walked with the Lord for any length of time will tell you that. But by the grace of God, he has given us spiritual armor in order that we may walk with him, that we may uh, withstand this spiritual warfare. He will provide for us everything that we need to obey him, to share his gospel and to be a light in this dark, dark world. So I pray, I pray that as we study this book of Ephesians in the weeks to come, that the Holy Spirit will transform the Rock Community Church. He will continue to transform the Rock into a holy and sanctified congregation that makes the people of the world say, you know, there's, there's something different about them. There's something that they have that, that I want. I, I can remember when I was in high school and I would observe the, the Christian kids in my school and, I, and I, I couldn't put my finger on it, but I just knew there was something that they had that I wanted. And that's what I pray for, that the Rock Community Church will continue to become. And I pray that God will use this church to save souls as we apply the doctrines of the book of Ephesians and as we love God and as we love people. Ephesians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace which he lavished on us. In all wisdom and insight, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him, 
with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times. That is, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose who works all things after the counsel of his will, to the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance, with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of his glory. For this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus which exists among you and your love for all the saints, I do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. Ephesians 2. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too... All formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging in the desires of our flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the age to come, ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no, man may bo- so that no one may boast, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Therefore, remember that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, which is performed in the flesh by human hands, remember that you were at this time separate from Christ, Excluded from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, 
You who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his, by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace, and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross, by it having put to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to those who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we, have, we both have one access in the Spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints, and are of God's household. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into one holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. ...of Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace which was given me for you, that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery, as I wrote before in brief. By referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which other generations was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. To be specific, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body of Christ, and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel of which I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace which was given to me according to the working of his power. To me, the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery which for ages has been hidden in God who created all things, so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose which he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have both boldness and confident access through faith in him. Therefore I ask you not to lose heart at my tribulations on your behalf, for they are your glory. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God now to him who is able to far, do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us 
To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4. Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which with you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as also you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led, a cap- he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. Now this expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is himself also he who ascended far above all the heavens, so that he might fill all things. And he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of service, to build up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. So I say this, and affirm together with the Lord, that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk, in the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. And they, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. But you did not learn Christ in this way. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which is in the likeness of of God has been, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Therefore, lying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you, to his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry, and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good so that he will have something to share with one who has need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. 
Ephesians 5, Therefore, be imitators of God, as beloved children, and walk in love, just as Christ also loves you, and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. But immorality, or any impurity or greed, must not even be named among you, as is proper among the saints. And there must be no filthiness and silly talk, or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know with certainty, that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them, for you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation. But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Wives, be subject to your own husbands, as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the Savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands ought to also love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ also does the church, because we are members of his body. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife, even as himself, and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. Ephesians 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart as to Christ. Not by way of eye service, as men-pleasers, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. With good will render service as to the Lord, and not to men, 
knowing that whatever good thing each one does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether slave or free. And masters do the same things to them, and give up threatening, knowing that both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no partiality with him. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God, so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you will be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints, and pray on my behalf, that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth, to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. But that you also know about my circumstances, how I, how I am doing, Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will make everything known to you. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, so that you may know about us, and that he may comfort your hearts. Peace be to the brethren, and love with faith, from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all of those who love our Lord Jesus Christ with incorruptible love. Well, good morning. We are going to have communion again this morning, and in just a little bit, the ushers will come down and pass out the elements, and when they do, you can feel free to take them uh, as the uh, worship uh, group uh, plays the music on your, uh, on your own. But as I was thinking about communion this uh, week, uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was my wife's birthday, and uh, so I bought her a pair of... Uh, diamond and purple earrings and she said oh I just love them and I don't deserve them and I started thinking that wasn't in my mind deserve, desire, earn, want no I got them because I love my wife that was my motivation not anything else I love my wife and so it is with the bread and the cup God's motivation was love not deserve, not earned that desire. He loves us and he gave himself for us. So if you're going through a hard time, maybe this <clears throat> season of life, focus on as we take communion. God's love for you. He loves us and he gave himself for us. Let's pray. Father, thank you this morning that we can come and experience your love. The wonderful grace that you poured out by our Savior's death and resurrection. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. 
and it is perfect in all of its ways. Lord, I thank you for the pastors who handle your words so well with such seriousness. Lord, I pray that we'd be a people that respond, that we would take to heart the very truth in our Bibles. We'd be a people that cling to your word, that cherish your word, that hold to it, that we wouldn't waver from it or move to the left or right. Lord, your word is pure. It is good. We thank you that you revealed to us exactly what you wanted to reveal to us. Let us be a people that love truth, that pursue truth. Let us not be a people that want to just have our ears tickled. That we love truth even when it convicts us. Lord, thank you for this church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.